This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. Hi, everyone. Just a quick heads up that today's episode was recorded prior to what is happening in the world right now. What we're going to talk about is dream photo shoots, which requires traveling and and going to different destinations to do dream photo shoots for different people. And obviously, right now is probably not the best time to be traveling and and to take on these destination shoots. But what we're hoping that you will do is to listen, just really be inspired, and that way when it is time and and things are back to normal again, you will be ready to go with your marketing and everything that comes along with doing these incredible dream shoots that Alice talks about today. So please listen and be inspired, enjoy, and stay safe out there. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast, Episode 9. And even if you're in a little village, uh, maybe there is next to that little village an, uh, an amazing location. That can be also nature. That mm-hmm. can be, I don't know, a canyon or, or I don't know, right. uh, something like epic. And you can create a dream shoot experience right next to your door. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guest is Alice Prena with Portrait Madame, and she's French, and she built a really incredible business for herself, and a big part of what she shoots is almost like a niche part of her brand. So what she does is what we call dream shoots for her clients in Paris. Alice shares with us about how these dream shoots work and how you can do them wherever you live, even if it's not as well-known as Paris is. Alice was also so fortunate to do an internship with Sue Bryce, and she talks about what that was like for her. Alice is an absolute gem of a person, and I hope you enjoy listening to her today. Here is Alice Prenna. Hi, Alice. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. Hi. I'm so happy to have you here. Before we get started, I just have to say how I have just really, really loved getting to know you, and I feel like you're the kind of person who, when people meet you, they just fall in love with you right away. Like, you're just one of those people, so thank you for being amazing. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. Super happy to be here. <laughs> of course, of course. You know, as always, I'd love to give our listeners just a background of kind of where you came from, you know, before photography and what life was like for you, what did you do for work, and and... Then what drew you to being a photographer in the first place? Yeah. So actually, um, I haven't been a photographer for that long. Uh, It's just uh, several years now. It's going to be soon like four years. Um, And before I was in a very different world because I used to work in marketing in the medical device industry. Okay. uh, Which is pretty much like healthcare product. I was in uh, marketing and... Yeah, my job was like to launch a spinal implant. So that was my life before. Wow. Yeah. Quite different. Yeah, very different. But that was not a life that made me happy, really. Um, and I'm, I feel that there are many people that can relate to that. But I was, finish, I was finishing my days tired, exhausted, and I didn't really see the value of what I was doing. I didn't find any... 
I was trying to think like, what did you love to do today? And there was not, there was nothing that I really enjoyed. I was waiting for my weekends. I was waiting for my holidays. And I was like, wow, do you imagine that I'm going to, I mean, we spend most of our time at work and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do that for the next like 40 to 50 to 60 years. Wow, I'm never going to be able to do that. Right. So that was pretty much my uh, my life before. And uh, photography wise, I mean, so I've always taken pictures. Um, that has always been something that I've done um, during holidays or during trips. I would take. I was always the one taking pictures. However, I have to admit that I I was not really taking pictures of people though. Mm. Uh, so that's not that's something that came really really uh, recently. So that was pretty much my life before. And okay, uh, I guess listeners will hear my accent. So I'm French, <laughs> and that was in France in, in Paris. So that was my life before. Okay, so it sounds like you know you're kind of burned out just you know, not loving what you do and, and, you know, what kind of way to live when you just aren't happy 40 hours a week. I mean, yeah. it's just such a significant amount of time to spend unhappy. So at what point did you decide enough was enough? Like, I need to do something else. So actually, what happened was in my personal life, um, where actually we had a big argument with my partner, which was not really happening uh, before or when we met and, and things like that. But there had been like months I was actually getting super negative at home. I was complaining the whole time. So I know French people, we love to complain, but that was like the <laughs> higher level. <laughs> that was the higher level and that was not sustainable. And I remember that he was like telling me all those things and I think it kind of triggered that, wow, I didn't realize how negative everything was me first. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, the the first small trigger was like, okay, I need to change something because that's not going to last. And so I started to think like of my choices so far and I realized that maybe I didn't really make real choices. I followed uh, what maybe my family wanted me to do, mm-hmm. also like society and everything. And I have the feeling that once you're in a path, uh, you pretty much let yourself go with some opportunities that you think are choices, but are, that are not really choices if you really ask yourself. Um, and also what I did, a mistake I did, is that I would have... Maybe a, a dream or some objective, but along the way, instead of like making choices and taking the steps towards that goal, instead of doing that, I changed the goal slowly. And I remember at some point being like, oh, I would dream to be a marketing manager in the medical device industry. Uh-huh. But now when I think of that, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, where, where does that come from? And I really, I mean, I think that what we do is that instead of taking the steps, which are not the easy steps towards a big goal that you have, we go in the comfort of changing that goal and making it more close to the path that you're taking. And th- th- that's not, uh, I-, I was not happy uh, doing mm-hmm. that. Anyway, so I got that first trigger and I was like, okay, let's just look at what makes you really happy. Something that you really love to do, that you lose track of time doing and everything. And it quickly came to photography. However, um, family-wise, there is no business owners, and I'm from a family where, um, like, studies and and my parents are doctors, and so being a photographer is definitely not an option. Um, and also, like, the reputation in 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 France or in Europe or I don't know, but usually it's like photographers you starve pretty much and you cannot make a living out of it and it's not really a job that's more of a hobby so I remember having that idea and maybe to look into photography but I had another voice in my head it was like no you can't do that because that's not that's not a job or Mm -hmm. that's not a profession and stuff like that but then I started to look on the internet and 
and see also that first some people were was doing it mostly in the US and then I also started to use a bit my marketing thought process looking at yeah, the photography market in France like what's happening why people would book a photographer which is most of the case for a wedding a bit of maternity and newborn um, and portrait was not really big so that's the first thing that I, I saw. And at the same time, I started to follow different photographers in the US. Uh, Sue, at that time, I was not following Sue at all. I didn't know Sue at that time. But I started, I started to follow some others. And at the same time, I had also friends asking me to take their portrait for their resume. Because in France, you can put a picture on your resume. And all of that happened kind of at the same time. But another thing that happened that really made me realize the, the, that portrait was something that I enjoyed was taking those portraits of my friends. We organized a brunch one Sunday morning and I took their pictures and we had fun. And I remember I was like, oh, uh, this is really fun to do. They were really happy with the images. I had actually no clue what I was doing, but they didn't know. <laughs> and also, like, it answered a need. And I was like, oh, let me go further into that. And I realized maybe, uh, like, headshots, business portraits, and stuff like that, that was something that I really felt attracted to. Also, coming from the corporate world, I could definitely see the need. Uh, and so I started to teach myself through, like, YouTube and different like things that I kind of came across on the internet. Subrice Education sadly was not really existing at that time because it was in 2015. Um, and yeah, that's how I started to go towards uh, portraits at first. And then uh, I started to build my portfolio, put that on a website, and I did the mistake that everybody does is to, as it was not my main, main source of income, uh, I put some little tiny prices on that. <laughs> and guess what? <laughs> you have, <laughs> when you have like very low prices, of course, you attract <laughs> lots of, uh, you attract clients. And so I started to have clients um, like that would shoot like mostly during the weekends. And yeah, that's pretty much how it all uh, all started. Okay, so when, when I met you then, because we met in Atlanta at a conference, I think it was imaging, Sue was speaking there. Yeah. And, and I was with Sue helping her there. And I remember we ran into you. Yeah. And we spoke with you for a little bit. And when we walked away, Sue was like, I loved her, like loved her. So tell me, how did you end up going all the way from Paris to Atlanta? To image? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> So at that time, I was still full-time working for my the company I was working for. And I had my website, my pricing and everything. And I was like, I was slowly playing with the idea to go full-time, uh, which I, I had not realized at that time that with that kind of pricing, that was totally not sustainable. But at that time, I didn't realize that. Anyway, and I thought, mm, as a last reassuring act or I could go to one of those big conferences in the US and just yeah um, see how it feels mm -hmm. so I remember booking those tickets I was actually at work uh, that was during um, <laughs> during a, a conference I was on that booth and I was like dying inside I was like okay <laughs> I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna go there was a kind of a, a room where you could get coffee and stuff like that I went in that room I was like okay you book everything tickets plane tickets and tickets for that that photography conference you book them right now because I was dying and so that's what I did so I got myself to go to Imaging USA uh, in early 2016 um, and yeah I was like let's just meet as much people as possible and learn and feel um, how the, the vibe is and so that's how I ended up going one early morning to a talk of someone that I didn't know <laughs> at that time mm -hmm. so I went to see uh, Sue's talk that was a big room, I remember. I didn't really know her, so like, wow, look at that massive room. 
And then she gave a great talk. So I don't remember exactly what was the topic, but I remember how I felt. Mm-hmm. And I remember going out of it. I was like, wow, okay. So I didn't know her before, but I was like, I need to check more on what she does and, and everything. And I remember I went to have lunch uh, with a friend. And when I came back, that's where I I saw her and I saw you. And I thought, okay, this Let's just go and say hi. (laughs) And that's how we met. (laughs) Isn't that funny how just one small decision can really make such a huge impact on your life? So what happened? I I remember exactly like I was in that big congress hall. And so I saw her and and you around. And I actually uh, put myself on an escalator that was going down. So I was not going towards her at all. And I was on that escalator as like, you need to go back up and go and tell her something. You need to go back up. But, you know, you're a bit, like, scared. You don't know what to say. Uh, also, like, I was uh, by myself in a foreign country. That was one of the first time I was traveling in the U.S. by myself. Mm-hmm. So you have all of those fears that, like, I felt like throwing up. I was like, <laughs> no, you go back up. You've you've spent all that money. You've, you've traveled that far. You go back up. And seriously, that was... Uh, I mean, now that I think of it, that was the most important seconds of my life. (laughs) And so I went back up and say hi. I remember. And we just loved your energy so much. So, you know, you said hello. You So listened. I think I pretty much said like, oh, hi, I'm I'm Alice. I'm from Paris. And I guess she could hear that I was French. And I, I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed your talk. And yeah, we started to talk a bit. And, and then she was in the process of organizing uh, four workshops in Paris, like a few months afterwards. Right. And she was like, you know what? I need help on site. Uh, here's my email, my phone number, and we keep in touch. And that's how it started. Yeah. Okay. So, so obviously you left feeling like super inspired. You had a new teacher, really mentor who you were going to start following and learning from. Did, Did that like fuel your fire even more? completely. And truth be told, I came back from Atlanta. I had, uh, you know, you have like some review with your boss in the corporate world, like uh, media. And so you know what the crazy part is that I came back from it. That's the a worldwide huge company. I had been asking those guys to get a European position because I've always wanted to work abroad. Um, I, I have been requesting that for months and for, I mean, whatever. Anyway, I came back from that trip thinking, okay, uh, during my review, I'm going to tell my boss that I'm, I, we need to start the process of get me out of the team and stuff like that and the projects and stuff. You will not believe it. They actually uh, proposed me a European position. Oh my gosh. What a test. Yeah. And I looked at her in my head. I was like, are you kidding. And so I remember I was so stunned that I didn't say no. And I just told her like, oh, great. And uh, and she was like, okay, so here's the plan. I'm going to have to approve that with the, my boss, my uh, whatever boss and stuff like that. So that was on a Friday. On Monday, we uh, start the whole process. And I remember during that weekend, I was like, no, but that is not at all what I want at all. And so on Monday, I went to see her and I said, actually, we... I'm on something else. I It's too late. And I think I need to follow another path, which is completely different. And we need to start talking about me leaving, actually. But that was so interesting. Um, just real quick. I know that you're in New York. So, yeah, so, so. <laughs> so people listening, if you're hearing sirens, there's like no way around it. Alice is in like the heart of New York City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just wanted to put that out there because I just heard yeah. sirens. So. <laughs> but yeah, so how interesting was that? And so, yeah, so I told her and we started to uh, to slowly um, uh, program my um, my way out of that job. However, they wanted me like for a few more months because even if I was not happy on my job, uh, I was not, I mean, they were happy with what I was doing. And so, yeah. And so I came back from imaging completely pumped. I was like, oh, this is it. I want to do that. And then what happened is that then Sue came for the, the, the workshops in Paris. 
And uh, yeah, I, oh, I modeled actually for those mm-hmm. workshops. I for remember. Those, yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wendy actually was an attendee, for example, of that workshop. Yeah. And I modeled. And at, before that, I didn't really understand at all the whole thing of getting makeup done and having a, a dress and getting portraits done. I was really like, okay, you need a business headshots, that answer a need, and you get your portrait, like your headshot done. Mm-hmm. What those workshops made me realize is that I remember um, I also had some friends modeling, my sister modeling, and we the, after the first workshop, we all realized what it meant to like have your hair and makeup done, which never happens. So you're like, oh, I feel that feels great. And then to put some nice dress on, which is very much more empowering that you could think of. Mm-hmm. And then getting all those photographers taking pictures and wow, that felt great. And then I started to realize, oh, oh, I see what you're doing here. It's much more than pictures. It's like self-confident. It's, it, you feel, I mean, a great rush of self-esteem and everything. And then I was like, oh, I want to I wanna do that for the others. Uh, so, yeah. I love that you had that personal experience without even realizing you were going to have it. And like, what a powerful thing to to really go into it knowing that this is something that you can do for other people. Whereas if you've never gone through it before, you might not even understand. Like, I think there are a lot of photographers out there who do, you know, take tons of photos, but they've never actually had their own photo shoot and have gone through it themselves. It really is powerful, isn't it? It is very powerful. And I would recommend, like, because we hear Sue on Surprise Education talking a lot about uh, you should value what you do. You should value your work and things like that. And actually, the I think one of the best ways to realize the value is to, is to experience it. Because mm-hmm. once you experience it, you're like, okay, uh, I I totally understand all the feelings around it. Of the yeah, you realize that. For example, I know that Sushi took some shots of me during that workshop. And I do regularly when I feel down or I feel tired or because, I mean, it's not every day uh, happy day. Right. <laughs> but I look at that picture and I'm like, no, you got this. You freaking got this. Yeah. And it, it really helps. And so that's why, yeah, I would recommend to anyone not feeling that they are completely sure of the value that they, of what they do to actually experience a shoot. And after after that, when you actually speak about your own experience, you speak something very true uh, to who you are. You will the the words that you will use are yours mm-hmm. and not someone else, and it's the best selling tool. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! I love that you brought that up. It's, it, it it truly is, and it's such a great point. So, so you had a couple months kind of leeway because your marketing job was still your full time income minus like the little bit that you were charging, and then you had a couple months right just to like start making money, and then you were done. So the pressure was on. Yeah, exactly. So she came for the workshop. That that's when I realized okay. And what happened after is that I got to learn directly from her for a few months. Um, and afterwards, uh, that's where I launched completely my my portrait business and portrait madam. And okay, back up one second. You said you got to learn from Sue directly for a few months. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that because I have a feeling people are going to be like, what? You know, like, oh, no wonder she's got such like a successful, great, you know, business. So let's talk about that. Okay, <laughs> but tr- truth be told, no, but truth be told, because I get asked often like, oh, what did you see? What did you learn and everything? And the truth is that uh, during those months, um, uh, what happened is that in the studio was recorded everything that is on Subrice Education. So I pretty much saw live what there is on the website. <laughs> so if you binge watch the, the content on Subrice Education, you pretty much have what I saw live. That's it. <laughs> right. Because when cameras are off, like, let's face it, we are not talking about, no one wants to talk shop. No. Like, we're talking about other things. And when work <laughs> is done, you know what I mean? It's not like all yeah. of a sudden we get these, like, secret lessons from Sue. Like, what you see is what she teaches. And we haven't learned anything else that uh, that she hasn't, like, put out there. So I just wanted 
to to kind of like bring that up because she gives everything. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. she gives everything. She doesn't hide anything. Like that's someone who is like. Yeah, she's she gives it all. So there is no no no, there is absolutely no secret. Right. Okay. I just wanted to bring that up because I didn't want anyone to be like, oh well, Alice got to intern, so that's why, you know. So okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. All right. So you did the internship with Sue and then it was like off to the races. So at that time, I mean I was based in Paris, so I I was like, okay, I'm gonna launch everything um the way pretty much Sue teach. Uh, like a portrait session with like a session fee and mm-hmm. and prints and and things like that. Um, I first took some time to complete my portfolio because at that time I had mostly business headshots. <laughs> uh, so I st- spent some time doing that and also building my brand. I took a long time to find a name, which was pretty fun. Uh, but then uh, when I felt like, yeah, I had my portfolio, I put everything on my website and the, the pricing uh, was uh, much higher than what I did before. I can't really remember how I started, but that was pre- pretty much what Sue uh, teach, the basic uh, one. And I started with maybe, I cannot remember the detail, but something like a, a session fee of 200 euros or 300 euros and then collection of images. Maybe the first collection was started at 800 or something like that. Um, so that's how I started. At that time, I remember I had like friends around that would like maybe be like, wow, you never, that's never going to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like those prices uh, in France, no. Oh, I've heard other people <laughs> also, say that too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And also like I remember looking around also at what other photographers do and and that's like, yeah, they were not at that level. However, if there are any European listeners, uh, I, I would like to remind them that looking at what other photographers uh, do in terms of pricing doesn't mean anything because you have no clue what their cost structure is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have no clue if they are even making profit. You have no clue if they are able to live uh, from the prices that they are putting. You have no clue also of the volume. Like, of course, if they have low prices, I bet they have like, I don't know, I don't know, 20 sessions a week or whatever. And so, yeah, so I remember I, I realized also, and maybe that's from my background in marketing, but no, that's also common sense. I realized that by the pricing that you choose, and Sue teach that, by the pricing that you choose, you also choose your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be the one with like 100 sessions a month, if that's the volume that you want to get, for sure, you don't need like high prices for that and you can do that. However, you're gonna, you might most probably feel completely burnt out. Yeah. You will not be able to take the time to provide a great uh, customer experience. You might not be able to edit your images. You might not be able to print them. I mean, there's so many things that you will not, if you want to make it a business uh, that makes money, you will not be able to do all of that. And that's I mean, in most cases, that doesn't make a photographer happy to have to rush a shoot and stuff like that. So by the prices that you set, you choose your lifestyle. And I I realized, and and here it's all from Sue, I realized that, okay, I want to provide a super nice experience where I can take the time with my client. I can Mm -hmm. make her feel uh, seen, feel empowered and everything and and all of that. And you quickly realize that if you want to do that, uh, you need to have like a pricing that is like in line with that idea. Um, and then your lifestyle will be different. And for sure, if you price yourself properly, you will not need uh, so many uh, sessions a month and you will not end up feeling burnt out uh, from it. I love that. I love that you 
look at the lifestyle you want and you set your prices in that way. It's it's just it's such a smart way to do business and to live life. And so, yeah, and I know that, for example, uh, I mean, social media is, uh, is I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with social mm-hmm. media because you quickly look at other photographers like, oh my goodness, they have, like, they're shooting absolutely, like, twice or three times per day and stuff like that. So it depends also how you organize your day. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to Sarai, a podcast, and she organized her day, if I remember properly, where she shoot like one day per week or per two weeks or whatever, and she or per month, and she has like fifteen clients a day. Okay, uh, in my world, that I would, uh, I would, I would not enjoy that. Uh, but yeah, so to compare uh, yourself with the others. Yeah, don't don't do that because you don't know. Maybe yeah, a person has like hundred sessions a month, but that person might be like completely burning out and being miserable. Or yeah, so yeah, oh yeah, social media can be a whole black hole. But I want to back up a little bit because you had said something that you really want to take your time to give someone a special experience. And one thing I know that is is a big part of your business. I mean, I know you do you do personal branding and you do, you know, all all sorts of shoots, but one thing that I know you do and you do it really well are dream photo shoots in Paris. Yeah. And and also in other parts or is it just in Paris? I can't remember. Uh, so it's it has been mainly in Paris, but I've done it in other cities as well. So tell us a little bit about, for those listening who might not know what a dream shoot is, what is that and, and what is the experience like? So I was... Uh lucky enough to live in Paris but we can speak about that later um, but yeah Paris is a very beautiful city uh, and also I had like many of the listeners might have uh, seen the shoot with Sue uh, shooting Jill uh, in Paris so I had seen that mm-hmm. real quick that's that's for those of you who haven't seen the Jill parachute it's the light that shines mm-hmm. the documentary that Sue did about my friend Jill who passed away who had breast cancer so if you're wondering what Alice is talking about that's that's what it is you can always look that up yeah and I recommend that you watch it yeah <laughs> um, and I was like oh um, maybe I, I should do that. One day I pretty much like had a, a, I agreed with a model to take some pictures of her in Paris just for the experience because I had never done it. Um, so I shot her in front of the Eiffel Tower um, and some other streets as well. And then I started to post those on social media and I started to have requests for shoots in Paris. So I was like, oh, let's just make it like a dream shoot. Also, uh, Sue is teaching that you should have like a big package in your offering, like a dream package, uh, mm-hmm. which in terms of pricing makes the other packages seems uh, lower. And I was like, oh, let's just create a Paris dream shoot and, and dream experience. And let's just like photograph so women or family or couple around in Paris in different locations. Uh, and then a package with some prints. And yeah, let's just have that uh, that uh, dream shoot package. Uh, because I was in Paris, so why not? <laughs> right, it. right. So a couple of things, though, about that is for people who are listening, I've never, ever shot uh, for that type of shoot, a French person or a Parisian person. Oh, so okay. what I realized with the time is that people who are, will be mostly interested in that are, are people visiting. Uh, so in terms of marketing, there is no point marketing locally. You can, but like, yeah, when I would speak at networking event about that, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, not for me. Uh, I don't need... Because, you know, when you live somewhere, you don't enjoy uh, what you see and you don't see the value. So mm. people mm-hmm. in Paris, they see the Eiffel Tower every day. They're like, no, I don't need to have pictures of myself in front of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> However, where, yeah. Where the, the rest of us are like, oh, that sounds so amazing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I've never, ever shot any French person uh, for that kind of uh, package so another thing is that I've realized that you don't need if you want to come and shoot dream shoots in Paris you should do it because it's a great and fun experience however you could definitely build a dream shoot experience at an epic location that you have near your city or something Mm -hmm. I mean uh, and and decide like okay uh, I have that 
wonderful location not so far from my house. Let's just create a whole experience around it because people might be visiting that location. And then, yeah, you can create a package a dream shoot experience uh, right uh, at your door if you if you want to. Yeah, that's such a good point. I was recently talking with another photographer who was feeling frustrated with not having a lot of clients, and she was saying that she, her town is so small, but the thing is about her town, it's one of the top ski destinations in the United States. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute, you're close to a ski resort, so you do have tourists coming in to ski. And she was like, well, yeah, you know, we're one of the busiest ski resorts in the U.S. And I was like, okay, let's talk about this, because... There are so many families where mom doesn't ski or snowboard, and all there is to do at a ski mountain when your kids and your partner or your husband or whoever is out skiing is go to the spa or, like, sit in the bar. <laughs> like, yeah. why aren't you marketing to these people coming in? Like, yeah. talk to the hotel. See if you can offer some sort of, like, Mom's Day Out package where they come to your studio while the rest of the family is skiing. Like, there are so many different ways that you can market in your local town. Even if, you, I mean, you don't have to be in the mountains or the Eiffel Tower or whatever. You can always find somewhere. People are always going to be traveling somewhere. For sure, like everywhere, like, and even if you're in a little village, uh, maybe there is next to that little village an, uh, an amazing location that can be also nature. That mm -hmm. can be, I don't know, a canyon or, or I right, don't know, right. uh, something like epic. And you can create a dream shoot experience right next to your door. What I'm asked sometimes is like, oh, do you include travel in your dream shoot in Paris and stuff like that? So that, that is for people that want for, let's take Paris as an example. But you have photographers that are mainly US-based or wherever-based, and they want to shoot in Paris, create a dream shoot experience in Paris. And so then comes, yeah, in terms of package, uh, should it cover your travel expense? Uh, should it cover also your client's travel expense? Should you book your uh, client's hotel and stuff like that? And, and so you have to decide what you put in your package. Of course, if you are in that case, it should cover absolutely at least uh, your uh, travel expense if you bring your hair and makeup with you it should also cover her travel expense and things like that but the, the good thing of creating a dream shoot experience right next to your door is that you're you're local, so you don't need to, in terms of cost, that's, I mean, there is no, like, for example, me in my package for dream shoot experience in Paris, I have no travel costs for myself because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm already local. So that's, that's also a positive thing of creating dream shoots like uh, around your place is that there is many costs that you don't have to add in there because you're local. So how do you market this sort of thing? If you're not you know, going to networking groups and like talking to locals about it. How do you get the word out there? So the good news is that we have social media and you have website and you can do ad campaign and, and, and yeah, mostly social media. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the way to reach the world and also to have a good SEO on your website. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how you, because you need to target people uh, out Right, And so that's the great thing with like internet and social media is you can reach people that are definitely, uh, that are far. And, and that's the great, the great thing with it. So are you using hashtags like on Instagram? Are you running Facebook ads? You know, what, yeah, so, what type of things? So hashtags for sure, like uh, depending on the location that you choose. But uh, uh, yeah, Paris photographer, New York photographer. I mean, depending on the, the location that you want. So uh, all those hashtags. Um, I've did I did some uh, Facebook campaign. However, I think I was not really good with the targeting. So I I want to try again. Uh, so I got some result, but that was not a massive result. But that's definitely how you you should market it. Uh, one thing, though, recently is that I was approached, and, and I know that another photographer, Ashley, uh, she was also approached by a hotel in her city. So I got approached by a hotel in my city, in Paris, that was proposing to put um, an ad for my services in the map that they give to the to their um, to their client. Awesome. Um, yeah. So mm -hmm. my first thought was like, oh, yeah, I, that was quite of a budget. 
But I was like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure, I will do it. However, I I took some time to think about it. I was like, wait, because when you get into a hotel, so for that ski resort, I would do it. Uh, if I would work definitely with a hotel because uh, even on site, if a mom is bored, then she will start to look at what she can do. Uh, in Paris, there is ten thousand things to do. Right. Uh, and you're, I mean, and myself, when I go to a hotel and I'm given a map, I never call anyone on that map. <laughs> if you know if there is restaurant or stuff like that, I never call. And they're probably already planned. Like I feel like this is something that has to be pre-planned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I thought, wait, if I do that, it might happen that I have someone calling me and telling me like, okay, I would love a shoot in tomorrow. And then me that doesn't leave me any time to educate. And we all know how education, like to educate your client is uh, uh, essential uh, and critical. And so I decided not to do that in my case in Paris because I thought there is plenty of things to do in Paris. However, like for example, for the the, the, the ski resort thing situation, uh, that would be something too, too interesting. And also you can, yeah, you can also work with the hotel that maybe feature uh, something on their website or something like that more. Exactly. That's what I was saying too, is, is some sort of special package on their website like some sort of ski package that includes like something for mom as well. So to conclude, like the marketing aspect of it is just to remember that people that you will target are not where you are. They are like, you need to get them somewhere else. Yeah, I love that. And now in terms of, let's think about, when I think of dream shoot and I think, you know, when Sue photographed Jill in Paris, I mean, mm-hmm. she just had this like gorgeous pink tulle gown that mm-hmm. okay, it's that might sound a little gorgeous huge pink tulle gown <laughs> no no that was, but I that swear was it is like one of <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, most yeah. gorgeous gowns I have ever seen in my life but you know I I think that the expectation is well maybe not for everyone but I think for a lot of women it might be really fun to like wear this beautiful dress in this gorgeous location and how do you handle that sort of situation with what they're going to wear? So what happened is that when I get a, a client request and stuff like that, uh, the idea when you get that kind of request is is to really make that person dream and have pretty much no limits and to tell her like, yeah, she can wear whatever she wants. So mm-hmm. she can decide to have like uh, something very casual on one location and then that completely super dreamy uh, dress on the other location and stuff like that. Um, the idea is to really tailor the experience around what she wants. And so, yeah, so that's pretty much like how I present things. And then, so in terms of dresses, so I have a collection of dresses in Paris that my clients can wear whatever dress they want on site, which I think is uh, a great service to offer because when you travel, we all know that 50 pounds or right. 23 kilos. Adds up real quick. <laughs> yeah, it goes really fast. And so you don't want your client to feel like, oh, I wanted to bring that dress, but I could not because it got overweight and uh, my suitcase was not enough. And so on. so that's a great way to have like uh, some, um, some options on site like that. It makes them feel like they don't have to bring everything. But I did did have some clients that brought uh, everything that they they want to uh, they want to wear, but that's great to have it on site. Uh, so I'm speaking a lot about Paris because that's uh, my biggest experience. But you have to look also in your town if you have some great dress rental service. It's amazing. Like for example, here in uh, in New York, you have Rent the Runway. Mm-hmm. This is the best. I do not have a collection of dresses in my studio here because there is no need. You can rent. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist in Paris <laughs> yet. Yeah, this is really making me think about how. I mean, travel is like my favorite thing to do in the world, and I, I wouldn't this trip because this is a family trip with my kids or whatever. But we're going to Cancun coming up, mm. and I'm like, huh. I wonder if I if I had thought ahead of time. I mean, I know there's different legalities with working in different countries or whatever, but if I had researched this ahead of time, maybe I could have put some, you know, social media stuff yeah. out there, done some ads targeting people who might be in Cancun at the same time as me and maybe do a dream shoot in Cancun. Like, totally. I feel like the, the possibilities are endless. I actually pretty much do like that when I travel now. I actually decide, like, I, I try to get a shoot everywhere I go. 
I love that. You know, I'm dying to go back to Morocco, so I'm just going to put yeah. it out there. If anyone wants to do a dream shoot in Morocco. You know what <laughs> you can do? Yeah, yeah, what you can do. And you don't have to have everything booked. You can decide like, okay, uh, April uh, 2021. Okay, so that's a long in a long time. But you can decide in advance like, okay, let's just put out there some dates. Even if you haven't booked your, your anything yet, but put the dates, uh, mm -hmm. target, Uh, create like the whole marketing thing and if you might book someone really quick and then yeah book everything and and make it happen uh you don't because i guess some people might feel like oh yeah but imagine if i booked my tickets and everything and no one book the a photo shoot then i mean uh yeah that's not what i really planned no but you don't have to book everything you can plan super in advance right uh market and also trips are something that people um plan in advance right right looking forward to see your american package <laughs> yeah you know. oh i'm just I'm, there's this little blue city called chef shawan you put it out you put it out now it's <laughs> it's out in the world you said it yeah <laughs> i love 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 morocco okay so then talk to us about how you price this is it just one package or multiple packages how does it work so um i when i started uh, and i launched like portrait madame and, and things like that i had like uh session fees and then i i was adding The, the image collection and that's what I love with uh, Subrice Education and what Sue teaches is that she gives a recipe and then you can pretty much tweak it the way you want it like it's not like you don't have to follow exactly what she proposed like mm -hmm. she gives so many different options and ideas and and you can just like create what you feel the most comfortable with and so I was not having a very big success with session fees. I was not really uh, comfortable with it. So I thought, okay, what the heck? I'm just going to package everything and voila, that I go, I'm going to feel more comfortable with it. So I don't have session fee uh, and I package everything. And so, for example, for the, for the dream shoot, uh, I have like a first package that includes the photo shoot experience and six images which is at 2,900. I recently raised my price. Good, good for um, you. And then I have like a second package, which is the photo shoot experience and 10 images, it's 3,700. And then the last one is 20 images and the photo shoot experience at 4,100. Okay. And what is that top one, like that big one, what does that include? I mean, I know you said the images, but what else? So, um, it includes like the entire photo shoot. So that kind of photo shoot is not a short one. Like that's usually a big half day. Usually it's also a sunrise because, um, oh yeah, so that's what you have to really, really prepare If you go and shoot, for example, in Morocco or in an, in another city, is like, uh, where is the sun rising? If you go in a touristic area, like when there is the least people, because <laughs> right, you don't want right. to run around with like uh, 10,000 people around you. That, that's such a good point, because if people are going to travel to you, you better have researched the area oh, and yeah. do your due diligence yeah. to make sure that you're going to get it right. Like, don't just show up to Thailand, you know, and then decide the next day. Like, really make sure you get there a couple days ahead of time. Or So let's take your Moroccan experience. I would advise that in your case, I guess you haven't never shot there. You've visited, so you've seen it. You know how it is. But I would advise that you go there, I don't know, at least, uh, and taking a, into account the jet lag and everything to have you really properly efficient but you go at least like maybe a week the first time you don't need to do that every time but you should for the first time go at least like five days before and you scout everything you scout it in the morning in the afternoon to see like where is the light coming from yeah where are the people uh, where is the best corner uh, everything uh, and once you scout it everything then you will feel much more comfortable uh, to have someone and once you've done it now me I have the luxury to shoot in Paris a bit like I mean I'm very comfortable because I know which corner what time I've had every possible weather condition right. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm good yeah yeah <laughs> I'm really good but yeah you have to prepare for everything yeah yeah so I sorry I digressed a little bit there so back to your package you, it's a long day and 
You're going to different locations. So in my case, uh, it's not a long day. It's a long shoot. It's half a day. Mm-hmm. Because you have to remember that when if people come and visit, so Paris, Morocco, whatever next to your place, you, maybe, maybe they don't want to spend a full day on a photo shoot. Like you have to leave them also the time to visit around. So mm-hmm. that's why I've always done like half days. So we start very early and by noon, one, we're done. Because also like you don't want them to get tired of Mm -hmm. it like you want them to keep the energy to keep everything the mood up and stuff like that and if it's too long it feels like you feel it I've done that I've done a bit longer shoot and you feel that the person is like okay I'm I'm pretty done here Uh totally (laughs) Uh, so that's a first reason not to do too long second reason is that pair uh, location so because you even in that Moroccan city, you're going to go around in different spots. You might shoot, like, I don't know, quite a number of pictures. The longer the shoot, the more location you do, the more images you will have to cull. Right. Good point. <laughs> and so, yeah. And, oh, I've stopped. Because I remember at first I would do, like, six or seven location. And wow. So you can then organize bigger packages with like uh, much more images, but you will have to cull a big number of images and that's going to feel long. Yeah. Really long. And also it's hard because you're like, they're all great images. Like, (laughs) ah. And so my top package has 20 images, but the idea is, of course, to show more and upsell uh, on top of it. So I show more images. It depends on the shoot. Uh, It can be like 30, sometimes 35. If that's a family shoot, then you can do all the combo like mother, daughter, mother, son, dad, and all of Mm -hmm. that. And that goes really, really fast. So the other reason for not doing super long shoot is also that like you will have like a lot of images really fast. Yeah, that's such good advice. And you're right. People do get exhausted and and you want them to leave feeling like that was so fun, almost like they could do a little bit more. But they're not like, oh, God, thank God that's over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I love it. This is so cool. I have a feeling you're really going to inspire a lot of people to start doing some dream shoots. And I know Sue has a video about dream shoots, too. I think it's in in the marketing intensive on the website because it's just such a a great way to market photo shoots. Mm -hmm. And I love that you are doing it and you're doing it really well. And your photos from it are just absolutely amazing. And, And like I said, I know you do a lot other things in your business, but I know that is a part of it. And I just think it's... It's just really cool how you have created this this awesome thing for people. Yeah. And but for the listeners like yeah don't cuz I know that uh, Paris is not close to a lot of people uh, you can definitely find some amazing locations all around the world and make it like some beautiful package. Yeah. Mhm. Absolutely. And and if you are, you know, even if you're in like a small town, like I live in a town in Michigan that is 2,500 people. Like there's nothing here, but you know what I do have? A lake. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, ah, I wonder if I could, Yeah. you know, because if you're somewhere local, find like a really cool spot in your neighborhood or in your city or wherever. Have a friend, have, you know, an old client, someone, take them there, create some really beautiful photos there. And then market it, do the social media, do everything. Uh, And you can also go like, I don't know about your lake, but maybe there are some cool boats or Mm -hmm. I don't know, some cool stuff to add. And yeah, we have a a 1995 (laughs) pontoon boat. (laughs) It's blue. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not puff daddy over here on my yacht. So let's just, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but we can still do it. No, but I know exactly what you're saying. Like, but you see what you, yeah, 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 exactly. Totally. Totally. Um, But yeah, this is exciting and yeah, it's really cool. So I'm excited to see what people do with the information you gave because I feel like you're going to inspire a lot of people. So we could probably talk about this all day, but I want to move on. We Just for time's sake, we're running out here and I want to get to the four questions that I ask everyone. But before I ask those questions, I just, there's something else I want to ask you. I want to know what's going on with your business and where you're living. Because I know you're in New York right now, and that's really exciting. So maybe you could share with the listeners what's going on there. Yeah, so what happened is that after having launched that business in in France, I was like, that's amazing. I have like 
the job that I absolutely dream of, but there is something missing and I've always wanted to live abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always been on my list, and but there is always a big difference between what you really dream of and what you're ready to do. And so what I thought is that I started to visit uh, New York more and more because I've always loved this city so much. I've had always some kind of weird obsession. My mommy is always like, why? Where does that come from? Like when you were small, <laughs> you were not really speaking about it. But yeah, since like I visited the first time, I'm just like that city is just... I don't know. Anyway, so I started to come to visit um, more and more often. And I started also to build a portfolio here and meet people, make friends um, and create kind of like create some kind of a network. And Mm -hmm. and then one day, so I'm lost in the years now, but uh, we were sitting at Sue's place uh, on her table. We were with two other friends. And she challenged all of us around that table to write a letter to ourselves Mm -hmm. that we would open a year later. And in that letter, uh, she wanted us to write what we really wanted to accomplish in that coming year. And so, yeah, in there, I really, really wrote all the details of the way I wanted things. And my dream was really to make things happen in, uh, in New York. But, I mean, there is lots of steps to take. But uh, once you decide, you just start to take the steps towards it. And uh, I worked on the transition because I thought, okay, I had, (laughs) it might be personal, but I had a cat. So if Mm -hmm. I start to move and travel and stuff like that, I can't keep my cat, for example. And then then I had like my flat in Paris and my studio and everything. And and you also have to consider the legal aspect. So that's what we we worked out. And I got sponsored uh, by Sue. And now I'm I'm her associate photographer uh, to expand the business in New York. And yeah, so some one year and a half later, here I am sitting in New York uh, in, in, a, in an amazing studio. Also, once you take, uh, you take the first steps towards what you really want, I have the feeling, and, and, and Sue talked about it, that the universe put things on your way. And I also got to meet, uh, during one of my visits, uh, Felix Kunz, uh, mm-hmm. who's done the lighting series and location series. And it happened at that time that he was looking for a studio mate uh, to share his studio space. And yeah, things got to work out. And, and here I am now uh, in New York. So I do, I, I, I do go back uh, very often uh, in Paris because I still have a business running there. Um, so yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in both cities now. Yeah, I'm so proud of you, Alice. And obviously, you worked so hard to build your business in Paris. And, you know, to to leave there and have to kind of start over in New York. I'm sure that could be a little bit daunting. I know I did the same from going from Seattle to Michigan, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know. And that's the thing, like, um, even if we have that amazing uh, education and we have Sue to teach us everything, at the end of the day, you're the only one to be able to do the work. Right. The only one. Right. And so if you don't do it, no one else will do it for you. Uh, and you really have to push yourself. And it's, it's yeah, it is not easy. Uh, there are some days where you can be very, feel very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I don't know. I'm, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do or whatever. And so, yeah, you just have to remember the why you're doing it uh, and take some baby steps after baby steps and, uh, and make it work. And for me, like... Uh, when you know that you're doing going in the direction of something that you absolutely really want, then even the bad days, you just try to remember that and it helps. It really helps. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you're so right. And no one is going to do the work for you. You have to do it. And whether or not you intern with Sue or, you know, work for, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, she's not gonna, yeah, she's not gonna do the work for you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, trust me, Sue did not build your website. Sue is not doing your social media. Sue is not, you know, creating your amazing personality. Like you are doing the work and (laughs) yeah. And so I'm, I'm really, really proud of you. Okay. So let's get to the four questions. So number one is what's something you can't live without when you're shooting? 
So, okay, of course, my camera, but that is common sense. Um, something that I really cannot is music. I know it has nothing to do with... Because, uh, I mean, I find that I natural light or studio light or I, I, I do both. I love both. Uh, I love to play with everything. And But I always uh, I, I find that... Yeah, I'm I'm able to shoot a bit like everywhere, and I will find a way to make it work. Um, however, a shoot in silence is something very difficult for me. So even like uh, two days ago, I was shooting the board members of a big company. It's like, okay, I'm just gonna put some music in that room because even like even the most important people in the world uh, wants to have a good time and just feel relaxed and everything. So I know that I always, always have music. I love that. It makes it less awkward, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And it's always like, yeah, yeah. So I, I it happened that I had to do shoots uh, in silence, which which I make it work. Right. Uh, but I know that uh, that's my number one thing. Like I have that little speaker that I always have with me. <laughs> yeah, cool. Number two is how do you spend your time when you aren't photographing? Um, so what I realized transitioning from corporate to my own business, um, is that it doesn't mean that you're going to work less. So <laughs> I do spend a lot of time on Portrait Madame. That's what I usually say. I eat Portrait Madame. I sleep Portrait Madame. I, that's, my, that's my life. However, the last year, I really teach myself to take some time off, which is not easy. Mm -hmm. uh, so I love to read. So I read a lot. Um, and recently I'm getting hooked on doing some kickboxing, which feels really good. But I know that that's the first thing on a big week. That's, that might be the first thing that gets put on the side. But now I really force myself to keep it because we need to take time off to like be creative because that's what we do I guess as portrait photographer or photographer in general like your your purpose or your mission is to create things mm -hmm. and if you don't take some time off you're not I mean you cannot step back and you cannot like get those ideas and sometimes I realize that when you take that time off that's where the ideas come from or, you know, when you have an issue with a client or if you have an issue or whatever topic, that's when you take the time off, you take that walk around the block or if you, that's where actually things, um, you take a bit, like you step back a bit, you have more perspective and you end up having like the solution. So that's, uh, yeah, that's what I do. And I love to travel. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So as much as I can, I, I do it. Cool. I love it. Okay, number three, what's your favorite inspirational quote? So that's a quote that has uh, followed me for a long time, even before uh, doing photography, but it's really, it's, it's applicable, definitely even uh, in everyday. So that's a quote from uh, Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. And it says, people will not remember what you say. However, they will remember how you make them feel it. Yes, oh, I love that. And I know that before a shoot or before, a foot, uh, I don't know, a, a talk or before any situation, actually, you know, you always stress like, oh, I forgot whatever thing or, oh, I'm not sure I'm ready to present in front of those business owners or I'm not sure I can network now because, I don't know, I don't feel comfortable, my hair is not done or whatever the right. heck. However, I mean, you should stop and remember, okay, I'm, all I have to do now is to make people feel good. Mm -hmm. That's all. With mm -hmm. whatever words or whatever presentation, whatever, people will not remember that. And you see, for example, like the first time I saw Sue, I have no clue what she said. Uh, <laughs> I cannot remember yep. the topic of the presentation. However, what I still remember four years, yeah, four years after is how I felt. Yeah, it's, I love that. I love that quote. And it's something to remember for our business and just how we treat people in general. I love it. Okay, number four, what would you say to people who are just getting started? Um, when you start, like, and when you look at all you have to do, or when you, like, when you look at surprise education, you see all that content and you can really, really feel overwhelmed is just to remember that you're not going to do everything in one day. Right, right. <laughs> so it's really, and what's more, if you are right now having another full-time job and you're like, I have 
just my evenings and my weekends to do things. Uh, I know that some days I would feel completely overwhelmed. Remember to take a baby step. So I know that sometime I would end up having my to my massive to-do list and I would just like, okay, do one little thing, at least one. Do not try to do 10, but at least one, because maybe that's a day where you're tired, you've had a big day at the office, and you're, I mean, I don't have kids. I don't know how people with kids do. I'm like, wow, how do they do? But try to, yeah, take it baby step by baby step, and you're not going to do everything in one day like take the time that's gonna come but yeah don't be yeah and also don't be too harsh on yourself mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I mean it's easy to like be super self-critical and everything but don't compare yourself to other photographers compare yourself with you a few months ago a few years ago and look at all what you so yeah don't be too harsh on yourself and also something that I realize uh, like having to, yeah, um, re I mean, relaunch everything here uh, in, in New York and everything. Portfolio first. Like, mm -hmm. I know that here I am no one. Uh, and when I go to a networking event, when you say, uh, when you say that you're a photographer, there is, I don't know how many photographers in New York. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, but that's the case in lots of other cities. But I know that as soon as they see my portfolio, that's where they start listening. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. you need a strong portfolio. That's, that's, that's the first, I mean, and, and Sue teach that, but that's the first thing you need is a strong portfolio. And, and I feel that a strong portfolio is not like, oh, I just shot one couple. That's that. No, you need to maybe like shoot to like uh, one, two or three to have like very strong images because they're going to, they're going to definitely help you so much more uh, than if you have like some images that are kind of, oh, I, I just did a quick, Capital shoot and that's enough. No, have a have a strong portfolio. That's gonna be that's the base. You need that first. That's such solid advice. So thank you for that because very solid everything you said. All right, Alice. Last question for you. Where can we find you? You can find me. No, <laughs> in Paris and in New York and everywhere. Uh, no, on on the web, let's me. say. Yeah, yeah. So on, yeah, yeah. So online, uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram. Uh, I'm uh, portrait underscore madame. Uh, but my name is Alice Prenal. <laughs> Sometimes I meet some people like, oh, you are portrait madame. And like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm Alice Prenal. <laughs> uh, and my website is uh, www.portraitmadame.com. So that's where you can find me online. All right. Yay. And everyone look up Alice. Her work's amazing. And if you want to do a dream shoot in Paris, she's your girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here, Alice. I love talking with you, you as always. And I'm sure I will see you soon. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35 and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love, and there are posing downloads, lighting downloads, I mean, truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.